Meanwhile, over at the Casual Master Quest Guild Hall, it's one o'clock in the morning, and Nick is ushered awake with odd music and creaking noises. And not just the usual creaks. Oh no. This is the creaks of festivity, not that of dilapidation or depravity. Here, the spirit of Halloween has infested into the guild, where one person seems only too happy to get ready for the special occasion. God, I love this holiday! The one night of the year where I can be a tap night and no one bats an eye. Until they find the corpse in the morning. No one wants a death night in the family, they said. It's a dying profession. They complained. They won't be whining when I turn them to reanimated zombies. But the door to the bedchamber is grinding open into the guild hall. Nick makes his entrance as he is welcomed to the illuminated pumpkins carved grotesquely. Candles lit through skulls and masks, and an insurmountable pile of candy dumped onto the heavy oak table. Once a center for quest getting, and now a layer of sugary loot. The elven lad was befuddled. Tyler, it's it's one o'clock in the morning. What's with this low hum of bass drums and brass instruments? You know I'm in charge of the music. Forgive me, my my top bard. You're only bard. Look, I know the elves don't typically celebrate this holiday, but I wanted to remind myself the fruitful joys of Hallow's Eve. Also, Halloween. Hello, uh, Halloween? Fuck is Halloween? A cult sacrifice? You have candles lit in a pentagram where I usually practice. It's purely aesthetic. Aesthetic? It's purely batshit crazy. Look, children will be coming out in a couple of days, asking for candy and pretending to be hero classes that they're clearly not leveled or equipped for. And we give them bastards a little bar of chocolate and maybe scare some too. It'll be fun, Nick. Fun! Hmm, is it just the kids that get to pretend? Well, uh... No, uh, adults do it too. Gotta get into the spirit of Halloween and all that. So, uh, if I did this, I could be anything? Anything, Nick. You know, I always wanted to be a cleric. Uh, a cleric? Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to get into religious nursing school, but Mom made me go into, you know, get a BA in fine arts. Just a dream I always had. Then on Hallow's Eve... You'll be the best healing cleric on the whole block. I'll even let you cast Cure Minor Wounds on me. Tyler, that that would be magical. In the Guild of Casual Master Quest, everything is magical. So I guess what we should say then is, besides to not throw toilet paper at our fucking hall, Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Oh, I guess we should... Uh, yeah. One, two, three? Yeah. One, two, three. Happy, Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. You know I'm not one for candy, but holy shit. Is this candy, is this candy free? Are those king size chocolate bars? Those are king size. Gimme, 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 gimme. Behold, dark chocolate. Milk chocolates for sissies. <laughs> what you mean, milk chocolates all I eat? Oh. Find a spot around the fireplace, you goons. It's time for another tale of casual master quest. Hello <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Casual Master Quest. This is episode 24. I am your host for the episode, Nick. I am joined by my beautiful colleague, Tyler. Only my mother calls me beautiful. I prefer 
luxurious. Yes, I mean, blur, I'm here to suck your blood. I hope you're positive. I don't need negativity in my life. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> this is the I only podcast that will not discuss Red Dead Redemption 2. However, I feel like that's a, li- uh, that's a lie. We're probably going to talk about it at some point. I'm a very good lying vampire. We almost certainly not talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. You look ugly today, Nick. See, that could either be a lie or truth, and I'm not sure. It's okay. You don't have to understand. <laughs> I own a Prius, and I love it. I, for a fact, know that you don't own a Prius. If you did, I'd be very surprised. I would be also not surprised, because I got to keep up the trope. <laughs> I hate Zelda. <laughs> ah, my heart. My heart. I can't take it. Oof. It was like my other me, like my soul just... <laughs> It kicked me in my spirit balls. Spirit balls. How you been, Tyler? Oh, I have been fantastic. I've been living the dream. Oh, boy. I I know I keep doing like, you know, week one of my job. It was terrible. I died multiple times, but I keep waking up and I'm still here. I don't know what to do. But I have uh, been getting used to the concept of being sore and then keep working. But I also remembered that one of the best ways to help combat uh, soreness when you're constantly doing a new routine two things uh first one is uh drink lots of water keep yourself hydrated because uh if you don't have enough water you'll cramp cramp up a lot faster and uh you can either use creatine to help with the the soreness further or in my case i just want straight protein because i want to build those muscles as well so i've been uh, doing a more protein heavy diet where basically like every couple of stores when uh sores uh every other couple of stores i will drink a uh a nice thing of uh protein nice jake thing with boober yeah uh, and uh it's been doing great i've been pooping solidly so that's fantastic and uh something happened this week over at work and it was very unfortunate what happened so the company that's in charge of leasing us our trucks i will not name them but uh they like to take the trucks and do a 60-day inspection just to make sure that everything's on the up and up with the trucks right and so they took the truck i was using this week and when I got it back the next day, uh, mind you, I'm uh, a relief driver, so this is technically not my truck, but I'm covering right. somebody else's truck. Uh, they had a little squishy stress ball that's been in there for a very long time, as far as I'm aware, called Mr. Ipples. It was a little happy faded ball that he uh, okay. he treasured all the time. He, it was gone. No. And it's like... I'm the one that's responsible for this goddamn truck. I can take out a mirror, but I can't lose Mr. Ipples. And okay, so, yeah, but technically you didn't lose him. I didn't lose him. And I could tell him, you know, I, I told him straight up. And he's like, why well, wouldn't really take him? <laughs> he looks at me knowing he's like, you sure you didn't lose him? I'm like, oh, why, why would I lose him? I wouldn't touch the little bastard. And But I felt responsible for it, even if there's nothing I, I could have done. That. And so I end up ordering a uh, 12 pack of uh, stress balls that had emojis. And I proceeded to let him pick one, which he didn't pick one. So I picked uh, about six of them for him to put them around his truck, like a creepy uh, like audience now. Right. And uh, tried to give them to other drivers. Apparently, drivers thought I was crazy using these stress balls. Say, hey, you want a stress ball? And the guy's like, what the hell is this thing? It's like, it's a stress ball. And he's like, I'm stressed? Are you well, on a raspberry at me? <laughs> 
And so I then, and I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble for this, uh, proceeded to gift these to my uh, stores that deli- delivered to. <laughs> but I feel like if I put one that has like a laughing emoji or something like that, it feels like I'm going to taunt him or something like that. It's like, oh, he he didn't take all of the you know, the empty totes, but he left me this ha-ha emoji stress ball. <laughs> that son of a bitch. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So we'll see how that's going on. Uh, it was a good purchase. I really appreciated them. And I'm doing a lot better now. I actually injured myself, and I never had this injury before where I tried pulling myself up with uh, three fingers out of my five, and uh, I didn't uh, put myself in a position where I could pull myself all the way up. And I started, like, leaning back in my truck, and I held down with my three fingers to get a better grip on my other hand, but I put all my weight in these three fingers, and I ended up pulling a muscle that ran from the top knuckle of my finger all the way down to yeah, my elbow. Yeah, I've had that before. I've never had that happen before. So essentially, it wasn't a big deal, except for I realized, A, that's my turn signal finger, uh, and uh, B, I couldn't yeah. push down the uh, roll down my window with that finger, which I usually did. Like, I didn't realize how important this uh, left ring finger was for me besides, you know, slapping on the old ball and chain ring. And so uh, I'm recovered from that now, but, like, a muscle that pulls from your ring finger all the way to your elbow. Like I could feel it specifically all the way down. It was just ridiculous uh, how far of an attachment I was able to screw up just by holding on for an extra second. But that's enough about the miseries of my everyday life. What about you, Nick? Mind you, before we move on to me, I was going to say with um, all your soreness and stuff, like we've talked about your job before. And it's uh, like a big part of it is like physical labor. Yes. Um, usually what helps with soreness as well is uh, stretching. Um, so make sure you get in stretches. There is uh, a mandatory stretch uh, session that we have to do in front of the boss. It's kind of like uh, like all of us will meet up in front of the boss. He'll tell us, you know, if there's anything that uh, needs to be said. And then you're like, all right, I got to physically watch you fuckers stretch yourselves. And that's good. He doesn't really care. He's, he, it's just a thing that we do right there. You know, it's specifically stretching the hand back a little bit to help with the wrist and all that. And it does help a lot. Uh, I guess the other thing that I wanted to point out is I realized that uh, normally as a over-the-road truck driver or a truck driver that leaves the state, I uh, have a 70-hour limit to how much I can work total in a Mm -hmm. week. I did not realize that because I'm strictly inside the state from now on, that drops down to 60 hours a week. Okay. And with me doing the toughest route, I've been averaging what I can tell to be about 62 to 63 hours a week. And I didn't start to officially uh, get myself lined up uh, through my electronic logs to be monitored by the government until about two days ago. So, you know, I could be wrong with the numbers. And if, you know, so I can fudge them the right way just to make sure that I I remember everything correctly. But now instead of uh, I've been having to bust my ass, long story short, to like, oh, I can't take my time with this. I actually got to get moving because uh, right. otherwise I'll get, you know, illegalized and then bad things happen. But right. I, I, I did good. These past few days, I proved to myself that even then when I get handed a, ban- a bad deal, I can still work the hand and I, uh, I can finish up before 12 hours. 12 hours times five days is 60. So basically, I got to do under 12 hours each day and I can do that. So I'm happy. I'm doing good. But that's, that's good my to hear, work dude. life. I'm tossing the ball back at you again. Okay. Yeah. You ready? I'm going to, I'm going to give yeah. you a nice curveball. Yeah. I'm going to spit on it. Here goes yeah. the pitch. It's an overarm. Oh, he's going underarm. It's I throwing. Duck. Oh, you duck. 
it goes right into somebody's <laughs> grandmother and you feel guilty. No, I don't. Oh, okay. Never mind. She should have too. <laughs> Let me roll Come for on, dodge. Uh, grandma rolls a natural one. Uh, she takes it right into the spirit balls. Oof. Yikes. Oof. Yeah, um, I know, right? My week's been busy. Uh, I had a midterm, had a couple of deadlines this week. Uh, shitty situation at school that I talked about a few episodes ago where we had the one teacher's assistant being a bitch, basically. She finally got fired, so there was some relief there. But then uh, the, the course is very disorganized. The instructor doesn't really know what he's doing, or at least he knows what he's doing, but he doesn't want to tell us. So we have to kind of guess what, what he expects, us out of, expects out of the course, which is... <laughs> Which is which is like being back in high school. It's kind of like the kind of drama and politics that I'm dealing with. Um, I would have expected out of high school. I did not know I'm paying twenty four hundred dollars per course to be back in high school. It's I, uh, it's I something totally else. I feel you, man. Uh, honestly, I think uh, thankfully being a tall son of a gun, I'm only six four, but you know that's still pretty up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, being on the swimming team and all that, I was moderately built as much as a swimmer could within reason. Right. Uh, people don't really mess with me, and if they did, other people are like, "Don't mess with him. He's you know, he, he's T Vitty." Right. But at the same time, <laughs> T Vitty. Like, yeah, T Vitty, motherfucker. Anyways, uh, <laughs> like I, I never, I, I got you know picked on now and then, but I was such the depressed emo kid that happened to be you know tough looking, even though I was a a <laughs> huge softy, like Majin Buu softy. Yeah. Except I can't turn into candy. That, that that's regrettable. Uh, I didn't have to really worry about that much. And actually, I think I got the worst of the bullying from uh, college, but it wasn't really bullying so much as uh, like somebody showing interest in you, but immediately rejecting you after they find out like the most minute of details. Right, right. Yeah. For example, and this is rough. This is actually something you may judge me for as well as the whole world. I'm going to give it to you. You ready for this? I'm ready. So there was a point in time where I and I. I'm really worried because uh, this is gonna actually bring up religion. So this is uh, this is me stepping into the red zone. So uh, <laughs> sounds of sirens, red zone. Don't do this. Uh, there was a point in time where I tried to uh, practicing Judaism. I uh, right. I wanted to explore my religious uh, upbringing and try to see if there was a better suited explanation of uh, God out there. Mm-hmm. And I tried doing this during the first year of uh, college to see maybe uh, maybe Judaism is where I was seeking. And I kept this completely low-key to myself. You know, I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. I just wanted to, you know, look up and try to find out, uh, see if the teachings were right for me. And uh, I meet a lady in Spanish class, uh, Spanish 101 or something like that. Even though I had two years of Spanish, I had to take uh, 101. So it's like, because college, yeah. The, the word of the day that you learn and you got to study all week is hola. <laughs> it's like, oh boy, great. Uh, sweet. <laughs> hola. Oh, I mean, hola. Sorry, that's a C plus from right there. <laughs> and uh, one lady took a huge interest in me and she started chatting me up and all that stuff. And it was weird to me because I'm not used to talking to other people as much as I uh, would like to think I am nowadays. Right, right. And she's like, hey, do you want to go out and get something to drink and hang out with me? And I was like, sure. And uh, so we went to get smoothies. And smoothies are ungodly expensive on college campuses for a guy who had a... I had a monthly budget of like $120. Like, that's two games. But now I had to go down to one game because of this fine lady. And uh, she hit a red flag with me immediately, a red flag question. And she's like, so uh, 
know, tell me about yourself. I'm like, you know, I told her about my. Is <laughs> that the red flag question? Tell me about yourself. Well, know, right? she, like, oh no. The moment yeah. she finds this out of fun. my dark path. Like, she's like, tell me about yourself. My father beat me as a child. No, I'm just. All right, nice meeting you. Well, uh, the topic immediately, like, she wanted to talk about Christianity. And she was like, I'm like a deeply rooted uh, Catholic and all that stuff. And I was like, oh. She's like, what about you? And it's like, well, I didn't want to lie to her. I was not exactly right, a, right. a poonhound. And I was like, I'm actually trying to see if, uh, you know, I, I, if Judaism is uh, the way I want to go into. And she, like, kind of, like, soured up. Like, uh, imagine, like, a 24 hour of a lemon in the sun sped <laughs> up in the course of 10 seconds. Just, like, pruning itself. Her face just. Right, right. Oh, well, it was nice talking to you. I'll see you in Spanish class. I'm like, sure uh you know hang out some other time maybe and it's like ooh, ooh, ooh. And, and you knew then uh, once i realized the moment i said that and she's like oh that's right apparently christians hate uh for the most part any other religion if they have the you know the tolerance of a teaspoon and right. unfortunately uh, i realized you know it's like oh okay uh if i talk about anything that's about myself that's even remotely different than the standard norm of a democratic republican society I'm going to be shunned. Oh, boy. Welcome to early 2000s, motherfucker. And so and those are, that's rough experiences because that can alter the way, uh, you know, you interact with the world, running into people who are not open to having conversations, not in terms of like, I'm not challenging anybody's beliefs, but, you know, it's always how else are you going to learn if you don't you're not willing to sit down and have a conversation about somebody about, you know, who they are, their values their morals, at least openly. It, it, it's particularly weird because whenever I talked about it with friends and whatnot about me trying to, you know, get into the Old Testament as uh, right. us, you know, the, the the fellow Christians would like to talk about, like, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, why? And it's like your nose. I'm like, what? <laughs> apparently, I got a big nose. <laughs> apparently, that's a stereotype of Jewish Hebrew people having big noses. Like, come on, you're killing me here. And I, I know we're a video game podcast, but... Uh, we are also people, regardless. Yes, we, we do enjoy talking about <laughs> ethics and whatnot and uh, telling about the, the moments that we had, I guess. Yeah. What, what is that? Is that it's, not, it's not racism. Is it stereotyping? Prejudice? Uh, uh, biases. Yeah, biases. That's a, that's a stereotype. You know, it's, yeah, stereotypes are biases, but yeah. Um, Screw this. We're celebrating a pageant holiday today. Uh, this is Halloween, or at least Halloween. Uh, I guess you'd call it that. Uh, so that was our life. You want to push yeah. us on before I turn into a, a chatty caddy again? Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Um, I'm So the one thing I did want to mention, and I'm really proud of myself for this, I haven't been playing a lot of video games the last few weeks because you school. Neither. Um, you've been adjusting to a new work schedule so I can understand that Um, for me video games are always an escape and an unhealthy escape in terms of me procrastinating to the point where I'd push off all my deadlines just to sit and play this one more game and that was a couple of years ago and even even to some extent last year but now I've gotten to the point where you know I've stopped running away from dealing with school or dealing with hard situations related to school and I'm actually dealing with the work and doing the work and I'm just I just want to say I'm really proud of myself for being able to like push aside the video games finally and actually focus on schoolwork and get to them when I have time stop putting it you know using it as a coping mechanism and using it as a means to enjoy yourself when the time is right not trying to you know escape we talked about addiction before we know how it is you and yeah. I both I 
I like I I had a similar problem with many things. Pixelmon has uh, been my current addiction, if you want to call it that. But also, there are times where you know, a man was like, "I want to spend time with you," and it's like, absolutely. I, you know, I've yeah. learned to tell myself like I'll have to ask my question. You know, this question is like, is there something more important that I should or could be doing right now than trying to build this giant death cube of a gym? It's like, oh. You could be you know, kissing your wife and taking her out to dinner and a movie, which I did. And we went to see Venom last week. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that I still have the ability to tell myself that versus like, I know when I have to get off to go to work. I know when I have to get off to go to sleep if I need to stop doing something. I know when it's more important to spend time with friends and family. And that is a, a skill that took me many years to. It's not harness. easy, especially no. when you grow up in particular environments anyways anyways we could yes. probably go on about this religion um, addiction yeah. what else uh, do you want to talk we might about as well politics start, we might as well no i think that's the one thing we should avoid because well i i could talk about politics i'm in canada and yes, people just free. apologize if i have a differing opinion um so we've talked about how much we're not playing as many video games so what have you been playing tyler so what i have been playing specifically has been pixelmon to right. uh update the world uh, the cube has been 100% completed. I've been me. Um, I've seen sorry. some of your progress pictures. They, it looks and it looks like a gym I would be proud to battle in. Uh, thank you. So it's been a team effort, mostly between Brandon and I. But there is a Nine Tails in there that was made up by Amanda, who wants to tear it down. She's like, it doesn't look like Nine Tails. I'm like, it, it no. fucking looks like Nine Tails, and it's like it looks great. And she's like, no, there, there's there's better versions of the Nine Tails. Like, what? Do you want to make a pixel version of the trading card game card? And it's like it looks great, and she's like, I'd rather put in a Lola Nine Tails up. I'm like, I'm just pulling a picture it. of the Nine Tails here. This is fantastic. I don't know. Yeah, what you're talking it, about. it looks great. It looks fantastic. Yeah. So he's having a fifty-fifty struggle, with, and I told her, like straight up, I was like, Hey, you finish this wall. I don't care what you do, as long as you put your heart into it. I will give you this Caldeo that will destroy my team, and <laughs> so I got a. I spent a buttload like five hours worth of work worth the money to get this caldeo for her and it's waiting for her as soon as she finishes that uh so brandon and i have decided on uh two things uh like uh, our teams brandon has been doing uh evolutions he wants to have right. a full ev team which i'm sure you'd be proud of and happy for and he has a giant uh pixel art of ev plastering the wall and I then uh, yeah a bunch of colored cubes over on the side the a color for each of the evolutions Okay. And he's he's building a team of six so he can proverbially or hypothetically destroy me, which, you know, it's going to be a cold day in hell when that happens. Uh, I yes. mean, it's possible. You can run an Umbreon, a Sylveon. Uh, you want to run Glaceon, maybe Vaporeon for sure. I would say uh, Sylveon, especially if I do any dragon types, being a Dratini breeder. But uh, beyond that, also, uh, Sylveon has um, better defenses. Um a hell of a special most, attack and a hell of a special attack not, Umbreon, not Jolteon, Jolteon Jolteon's subpar Jolteon and Flareon are the only two uh, Jolteon's Flareon and Leafeon are subpar it stinks because I love Jolteon but Jolteon's a glass cannon it has incredible special attack and speed but if it doesn't murder its foe in one hit it's done for Jolteon, instantly Jolteon's more like a glass machine gun instead of oh. a cannon it's okay, fine. really there are better electric types Okay, that that is fair. I mean, there's some stuff better than a cannon. We're not in the revolutionary age. We can get, <laughs> get I mean, Gatling gun is actually to me a step higher. So are, are we talking like uh, 
when I say a cannon, are we talking like a cannon off the side of a battleship kind of thing? Like a boom, boom, mission complete. I'm George W. Bush, mission accomplished, baby. Kind of cannon, or are we talking like a, let's fight off the Brits so we can claim these 13 states as our own kind of cannon? What are we talking about? Either here? one. I'm getting into politics, whether or not you like it, I'll I'll drag you into it. (laughs) So he's building his evolution team. He has a giant Eevee plastered on the wall. Amanda has a Ninetales she's probably going to rip down so she can put on her happier-go-lucky version of a lowly Ninetales, which I'm okay with. And then, what's up? I'd be okay with that, too. Lola Ninetales is by far the best, one of the best Pokemon designs. Yes, absolutely. And then there's my side. I... I, I knew from the start, the moment I put a sign up that says uh, Gym Leader Tyler, the Scissor Baron, I knew I was going to have to put a scissor on top of that wall because I was going to have a scissor in my team no matter what. And I was like, well, technically, there's one thing that's better than a scissor. And that, my friends, is a it's mega two scissor. scissors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two scissors. <laughs> actually there's a rule where you're not allowed to use the same pokemon twice so it was very okay. sad i always had to have a team of nothing the scissors and then somebody <laughs> with uh any fire pokemon would just demolish me but that's besides the point so i have a pixel art of a giant scissor with uh, a circle in the back uh where it says 2xc for 2x two times tyler on the back and then i proceeded to deck it out to make it look cool put a game over sign in the corner and whatnot that you won't be able to see until i show that again and then I, uh, the last thing I built, and I have not taken a picture of this, is uh, on the gym floor that I built. I now have two giant scissor claws sticking out on my side, looking ominous. Like I'm sitting on a battle platform with scissor nice. claws on yeah. each side, and I'm like, yeah, this doesn't look, you know, ridiculous at all. But I'm all about ridiculousness. Uh, Dratini's will not sell to save my life, so I've been having to make money by finding fossil Pokemon and then immediately selling them off, like the Rocket member that I am. Right. And I'm currently building a team up. No one knows about this team except the people I'm about to tell. I got three Pokemon that's on my team ready to go. Uh, well, not ready to go, but I got them uh, sized up. I got my beautiful female Scyther. I was going to do Dratini, but I, n- I'm i not sure about it yet. I got a, a Larvitar that's ready to go because Scizor and okay. Larvitar are actually pretty good together. And the third one, I can't remember at all. So I guess I'm just screwed. It's sad because I just bought it. It might actually be Dratini. I uh, we'll see. We'll see. So, as long as scissors on my team, I can't go wrong. Oh, and uh, oh, sorry, I got the Eevee for Sylveon because I want a Sylveon on my team nice. to show my uh, appreciation for Brand because I don't think he's planning on using Sylveon. So I'm going to do it myself. Just that's he's making a mistake right there. But is Sylveon in the even in the game? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's weird because a lot of people, you know, like Glaceon uh leafion when i'm tickler like how do, how the hell do i evolve it and it's like well there's specific biomes like you have to go into a spot in the forest near a moss stone to evolve the leafion right and then you got to find a ice rock in the snow biome but then for sylvia in particular it's a bit weird because you know the the conditions yeah, it's, uh, friendships or friendship right? happiness. Max. Yeah. gotta know yeah. a fairy type move yeah and then you put a certain well it's, it's almost the same thing except you got to evolve it into a floor uh, flower forest biome which is a uh the spawning ground of celebi okay so it's a large forest setting with flowers that were supposed to be on you know, the fairy biome of sorts mm-hmm. and i just got to evolve it there so i got that going on that has been my pixelmon thing brandon and i will battle one day probably in about two three weeks we're gonna duke it out see who wins 
I feel bad because technically Scizor, and I'm not going to have Mega Scizor ready in time, but who knows? Uh, it's technically in the overused uh, category for, uh, I think it's Gen 6 we're doing, which is X and Y. Yep. Uh, and Scizor and uh, Sun and Moon gets put down into the underused category, so it'd be more legit in tournaments, but since we're doing X and Y right now, it's in the overuse, and it's very right. sad for me, but... I got. He understands. I gotta have Scizor, so I'm sure he probably has like a Flareon with Flare Blitz and speed up the ass to just uh, blow that one out of the water real quick. But we'll see about that. Uh, meanwhile, when I do that, I've been watching a little game called Red Dead Re- Red Dead Red Dead Redemption Two. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. So, have I ever told you about my feelings about Rockstar's uh, Grand Theft Auto series? Um, I think very briefly. I might have maybe. So I tried playing Grand Theft. I've been, I played a lot of Grand Theft Auto One back in the day, and it's a completely different experience. Obviously, uh, you know, top-down experience and all that stuff. It's kind of like a weird arcadey shooter thing. And uh, I couldn't bring myself to want to play a Grand Theft Auto game all the way until Grand Theft Auto Five, and that was only because it was technically bought in it for me to play. Mm-hmm. But then not only was my uh, now wife disgusted with me playing it, I felt bad about it myself, but I was also a pacifist unless violence was forced upon me. So the, uh, as you and I realized, uh, watching and playing is two different things. Yeah. And the person I watched uh, play for the first time, I saw him play a more uh, aggressive stance. And it was actually kind of upsetting. Like I was like, holy crap. And we're talking about Red Dead now, right? We're talking about Red Dead Redemption specifically. Like, yeah. I won't play a Grand Theft Auto game anymore because it really challenges my moral, like, belonging, I guess. Because right. I feel like if I go onto a shooting spree and try to get five stars, I feel like a real dirtbag and all that stuff. And it's like, holy crap, video game violence is real. <laughs> and Red Dead Redemption is a very similar thing. You could totally, if you want to, just shoot up anybody you want to. And there's nothing stopping you besides a bounty on the head and people shooting you back. And I know this is the Wild West. Uh, you know, the story focuses on Arthur. He goes around trying to, you know, figure out a storyline that's so in- ambiguous for me, trying to pick up the pieces. I have no idea what's going on for the most part. And it really just feels like a giant series of mini quests. And it, you do stuff for fun on the side. And basically what happened was in the small moments I got to see is uh, Arthur running around in the Wild West. Uh, he had a, a bear fur he just got after teaming up with a guy called Hosea, who uh, hunts a legendary bear. Uh, they okay. track down a bear, shoot him down, skin him, and he is running with the fur. He meets a gold digger who's just sifting on the side of a river trying to find gold. And he's like, how do they are fraying? Oh, uh, nice uh, seating you there. And he, he comes up. He doesn't say anything because you can target them and then choose to greet, antagonize, pull out your gun if you really want to. And he's like, the, the guy like uh gives him a weird look after uh he doesn't say anything because this game is so dependent or it's dependent on you like making a greeting and whatnot or interacting at the very least that uh he didn't know what to say he's like yeah hey, you wouldn't keep on going then if you're not going to say anything and he stood there again looking around and the guy is like uh let's see how do i talk to him and the guy's like back off he's like oh okay so npcs get really aggressive if you yeah. approach them you know with a bunch of gold and he accidentally pulls out his bow, which uh, is he might as well pull out uh, a machine gun at this point because the guy pulls out his own gun. And the player that's streaming this is like, oh, crap, I screwed up. I didn't mean to. I uh, <laughs> tries putting away and he's, he gets shot at. 
And so he dies, comes back, and he's like, oh, hell no. I'm not letting myself get murdered by a gold digger. Hunt goes back, and before he even says, hello there, stranger, boom, right in the back of the head, I'm like, oh. Yep, I would have done the same. You, 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 you can technically do that. But then it was like, someone witnessed your action. And he turns around and sees some uh, woman on a wagon, and he just pulls out his rifle and boom, blows her head off. And I'm like, oh my God. And then, and then it says again, another witness saw your action. <laughs> and so he's chasing a horse after a guy, pulls the lasso out, catches the guy, pulls him off his horse, which I thought was cool, the lasso technology. And then I believe he either stabs or just flies, flat out shoots him. Just murders him right either there for witnessing. You could the, tell him to... He's dead. Yeah, you you could tell him essentially say, "Hey, don't say a thing," and whether or not uh, you're scary, and I guess depends whether or not they'll actually say something or not. And but he just he this guy's like, "No chances." I wonder how much gold this guy has. <laughs> so he kills him and loots him, and then boom, witness saw your action. I'm like, <laughs> he apparently murdered a gold digger out of cold blood along the busiest highway in the you know the early 1800s. <laughs> In this area, there's people just going down the road, and he's just murdering them left and right. I think he killed about seven, eight people before one of them got away, and it just turned into this mass bounty of people wanting your head. And all because he, he ate, looked at something wrong. He looked at something wrong, accidentally pulled out his bow for a second, and then wanted revenge because surely it was not his fault. But then he started saying stuff like, you know, and he was like, you know, I could spare all these people. But honestly, I just want like he was like, how much gold does this guy have? I wonder. And I was like, holy shit, dude. And I was like, be, you don't have to do it like this. And I'm just watching this guy murder everybody in cold blood suddenly. And it's like it just messed with me. And it really turned how I thought about this game. But it's a rock star game. So I expect right. it to be like that. Right. And at the same time, I watched somebody. uh play this game in a completely different person he's playing it more uh lawful neutral i guess you could say mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh it, it's, it's been a lot better of an enjoyment to watch and it makes it more tempting but at the same time i just feel like i don't have enough time to put into this when i got shadow of the tomb raider sitting at the doorstep waiting for me to a to sit down and actually do something together but that is uh that's been really all for my week what about you and your end because i know we we've gotten uh i, I want to give a shout out to papa los He's uh, apparently been a little excited after uh, you talked a little bit about Breath of the Wild and kind of, you know, feeling that fire again, get that flame, that spark going. Uh, yeah, again, like I said, it's been busy, so I only managed to get another hour or so in. Um, uh, just going around, exploring, uh, going through, not they're not tombs, what are they called? Shrines, going through shrines. Oh, like, you know, the, the shrine raider. Uh, yeah, I'm just having fun exploring, really, for the most part. I haven't done anything crazy yet um it's it's honestly i will say this again it's a beautiful game it's a beautiful world the amount of power that you can get out of that little device is mind-boggling uh so a couple of questions have you figured out uh, a favorite type of weapon yet uh, i'm so i'm usually more the kind of like fast hitting person so just a short sword is my thing okay. um the axes i like to keep a few around because i would imagine there are certain cases where you would make good use of them um but yeah um no spears don't enjoy well spears depends like if i find a spear in passing i'll pick it up and use it but I'm, i'd never i probably wouldn't hold on to more than one um 
I feel like a spear kind of reminds me of my grandmother on Facebook who just wants to have a poke, poke war with me. It's like, <laughs> stop, I'm done. Grandma's poking on Facebook. Poke, 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 poke. It's like, Jesus, stop, please. You're not they're good doing all for that much the, damage, um, but it looks ridiculous. They're good for the green-blue uh, Boko Blinds um because they're a little tougher at my current level or like mm -hmm. where like with the kind of gear that i have because i don't have a lot of like i have a lot of like 20 damage weapons like 18 20 damage weapons but not you a lot of like, like a, uh an ancient battle axe plus plus or something that should be I need, true power I need, yeah I, but i also don't have like uh gear so like i think my highest defense is like five or six right now mm -hmm. so uh yeah i'm just playing a little passive so you uh, have you figured out any armor or whatnot that you've gotten an eye for? Or you might want to get. I've no I, like I haven't gone to like I I know you can buy, but I don't know any of the armor sets. I haven't been going through the wikis at all. Usually I would, but I'm just having fun exploring right now. Okay, like uh, uh, you probably would have saw some in Kakariko Village. Uh, there is uh, the Shika armor, which is more stealth based. Mm -hmm. And uh, so if you want to look like a Shika from Zelda lore and all that, you got that. And I think they got your standard, like, hey, if you don't want to be stealthy, but you just want to look normal, but has some armor, they got something similar, too. And then you got the, uh, do you want to just eat hits like it's Cheerios? Come over the Hatino village and we'll give you soldier <laughs> armor. You'll be slow as fuck and you'll fat roll like uh, you're playing Dark Souls, but that's okay. But, uh... Yeah, so I, I feel like I'll with, with the kind of game it is, I'll have to get a few armor sets. One for, like, heavy defense i know i definitely want to get climbers gear as quick as possible mm. uh for exploration and um, you probably should look up to figure out where those are because they're put into certain locations uh you cannot buy those i, I mean you can but it's like a convoluted uh way like uh there's a, a system to where if you delete or sell something that you can only get one time They'll give you a way to get it back, okay. but it's one of right. those like uh, you pay out of your ass kind of things. Right, right, it's, right. it's not worth it. Okay. Uh, okay. Just so you know, if you don't like the color you're wearing, there is a person that will dye your armor. So if if you want to be the cool oh, color red cool. or whatnot, cool. basically, I think you need like either five or ten of an item that is that color. That so, color and then okay. So if you want to dye yourself the color red, uh, find some red flowers or some uh, apples, apples or whatnot, sounds, and you can. Right he will uh it's kind of like slime time from nickelodeon just put the <laughs> items and then whoosh, just hits here in the face to get inked um so yeah beyond uh, zelda some d2 and overwatch as usual more overwatch than destiny 2 this week okay. um because of the uh, halloween event that's ending uh soon yes. um, and i still haven't gotten the moira skin at this point and i really want the moira skin um but yeah uh, that's that's really it for me. It's been slow. Hopefully, I I downloaded StarCraft 2. Hopefully, I get to play some of that. It'll be my first time playing it. StarCraft 2? Yeah. That, because it's free, so I downloaded that it. That is free. It is. <laughs> it, it's free. <laughs> it's like, really, I was telling Tyler earlier, all you have to do is give me anything free. You give me a foot massager, like a foot bath. You give me tampons. You give me, you give me a beekeeper suit. As long as it's free, I'll take it. You did. You did tell me that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell the world my response to that. Um, yeah, no. My my roommate said, um, "Why don't you try downloading?" I'm like, yeah, "Okay, I'll try downloading. It's free. Whatever. We'll try it out." And so I might give that a go next week if I have some time. I actually have a little bit of time, so I will. Um, I got Splatoon two. Yes. From uh, from your friend Nick. Yes. Not uh, me. I didn't give myself Splatoon two. Tyler's friend uh, Nick sent me over a spare copy that he had, and I I'm hoping to get some time to test that out too 
So, uh, I've been talking with all my friends. Anybody who listened to Casual Master Quest remembers about the Nick's Witch Initiative. Nick is not filthy rich here as uh, he would like to portray himself with his cool headphones and luxurious beard of glory and fortune. Uh, headphones are so, $30. The beard is because I'm lazy. Explain it away. Fine. <laughs> and so, the original plan was to get him a Switch, but it's like, if you give him a Switch, the only thing he can play is Hulu and Fortnite. That, that, that's no good. And so, uh, you know, obviously, he bought his own games, or he has a way to get his own games, such as Breath of the Wild in this case. Uh, but there's a couple of games where, you, you know, one cannot simply just throw away money when you're in a budgeting time and find out that a game is bad. So... I talked with some people. One of them turned out to be uh, my best friend, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Mr. Truax. Yeah, no, thank you. Really appreciate it. And Nick uh, took it upon himself. He's like, hey, I got two copies of Platoon because I'm I'm, a, I'm an idiot. And I can only say that because I'm a best friend because he's <laughs> being generous. And uh, he, yeah, he gave it to you. And uh, I'm hoping to try to convince you to play uh, Splatoon sometime very soon and uh, see if you like it, if that's your thing. If not, it's a great game to drink and play and scream that I'm Chris Gaines, bitch, because apparently that's the last <laughs> thing I remember doing with Splatoon. Just murdering people, getting a double kill, saying, Chris Gaines, bitch. All right. So we have we have a bit of uh, Newsy week, the uh, Newsy episode uh, for you guys, but we, all in good reason. Our first news item is about Pokemon. Mm. And anybody who remembers any of the older episodes from season one would remember how... How how long our proverbial Pokemon Go minutes would last? We can talk about Pokemon all day. All day, oh yeah. And yep. so we have to control ourselves. And so this week we we have some news that really made me upset. I mean, right um, now I I know you just say you're very upset about what you're about to say, and I'm about to counter. <laughs> uh, we do technically have the proverbial Pixelmon minute at this point. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I, but uh, but like I'm sorry. I, you're more of a you're more of a gamer that goes through phases with games. So like for me, oh, yeah, I'll burn it out in two weeks. Game. Once yeah, I I'm destroy Brandon, I'll be free of this curse. Yeah. Um. So, uh, recently Niantic announced um a new Pokemon in Pokemon Go. Uh, a little little blob with a uh, with a nut, a screw nut. You know, uh, announcing know it comes. is a tough way of saying accidentally leaked and when people try to catch it it turned into dittos and whatnot because i that that's a hell of a way of saying announcing i'm trying to be nice for the most part because i'm not the happiest uh, so they announced quote unquote meltan a what what is it a steel electric type um, i i could not tell you i have not uh checked anything about meltan besides the fact that it exists and there's a lot of them and professor willow is really freaked out by them it is a pure steel type Pokemon, and okay. uh, earlier, uh, a couple of days ago, they announced um, a evolution for Meltan, Melmetal. Yes, and it looks kind of like a mix between a Reggie Steel. I was thinking the same thing, like a Reggie Steel and a Reg, uh, Reggie Gigas. Like uh, Melmetal has big daddy energy right here. Like he he is a big papa. He I'm, will... I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you there. It is uh, big dick energy. Okay, big daddy dick energy. Then we. <laughs> Okay, that's that's, that's a bit incestuous. Let's not let's not call it that. Okay, well, Pokemon is family if you have it, and so <laughs> if, you, if you have a Pokemon that has a giant dick, this turns into like Emily and Clifford the Big Red Dog situation. I don't want to you know go around that territory. That's just scary, man. <laughs> so I could say Big Daddy energy. You could say Big Dick energy. I we we talked about furries, and so yeah. I don't want I don't want to shame them. 
or shame you, but if that's your prerogative, go right ahead. I'm a family functioning person, okay? So big daddy energy. So um essentially you catch um Meltan um in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Mm-hmm. And then you send it to the Switch, uh, to to Pokemon Go. Sorry, you link it up, and then it needs 400 candies to evolve into Melmetal, which you can then send back to Pokemon Switch uh, with the to the Switch games. Let's go, Pikachu and Eevee. Four hundred, um, four hundred candies. Four hundred candies. So it's on par with a Gyarados and a Swablu, I believe, like an Altaria. A Swablu, a uh, a Whalmer. Like yeah. this is like super high level. Oof, I mean, um, so so what bo- <laughs> people I, are talking I, about this being a uh, freaking uh like a mythical pokemon but if it's but it evolves hey it evolves um no okay no forget forget the lore forget the technical specific forget all of that what just, bothers me the most is that we have let's go pikachu and let's go eevee that are not new generation pokemon they are in terms of uh technology to some extent i believe they can do a lot better but it's not generation eight um I do understand that a lot of the times uh, certain like, uh, you know, like Victini was announced and stuff, but it was never actually available until uh, the games came out. Hmm. And here we have a new generation, uh, like a generation eight Pokemon being available on Let's Go, uh, Pikachu and Eevee. And then you have to link it up to Pokemon Go to actually play it. Neant- Game Freak, Niantic and Pokemon Company are still pandering to the casual audience. If you're a true like, Pokemon player, you won't that, evolve. <laughs> that don't thing. actually, like, they don't give a shit. I, like, I hate to say it, but they don't give a shit. How many people I've played Pokemon Go with, they're like, oh, that red one. Oh, the dragon one. I'm like, you bitch. It's not the red <laughs> It's not just the red one. It's not just, they have names. Like, I haven't put... 10 years of my life into getting all 806 Pokemon. I can't get 807 because Zerora is still not available outside of an event. And then now there's 808 confirmed, apparently. 809. So this is currently, as far as we are, are, are aware of, this is the only Gen 8 Pokemon in existence. And it's going to be in a, a game that's hypothetically not a core RPG Pokemon game. Yeah, they they haven't con- uh, con- confirmed anything about it being a Gen 8 uh, Pokemon, but would I would imagine... Call it a Gen 7 at this point? I would call it garbage because it shouldn't have been announced like this. Ooh, it garbage, like big dick energy, huh? Ooh, it, 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 design-wise, on if I'm if I'm being honest, it looks like it, it's part of Generation Five. Oh, oh, yeah. you will not call my father that. You will not <laughs> call my father Gen Five. No, but I am. I am Wait, upset. Gen like, Five, black and white. Yeah, you take that back, Mister. That the games is- were fantastic to play, but then the Pokemon designs were a little bit. A little bit questionable during that generation. Something. Yeah, you had you had Thrubbish. Like like actually, there was a Pokemon called Thrubbish. Yeah, but you you're also your main antagonist was N, who I don't even think he knew what he wanted. I don't even think the person who designed N knew what he wanted. I don't even think the person who paid the developer that made N knew what he wanted. I don't think or the voice she, actor sorry. knew what they wanted for the character. <sighs> Masuda is like, I need someone, and he's like, ah. Uh, we, we got uh, characters, uh, we can start from plan A to plan Z, and they got the plan N, and it's like, just do whatever, just, whatever, <laughs> just put a kid there. This like, was the most, this is when, uh, this is when they went through their Kojima phase, and they're the like, Kojima <laughs> phase. a Kojima <laughs> phase with a budget of like 10 grand. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's just like, I understand, I, I can, is N I, Kojima? I like it. Uh, no, no, it's his, uh, is that his maybe. nobody from Kingdom Hearts? Maybe. Um, 
like I've always um, I've been vocal about my dislike for Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee purely because they're not uh, core RPG games and they're pandering too much to a casual audience. But it's important to bring in new kinds of audiences and explore, uh, expand Pokemon to like a new kind of audience. What bothers me the most is the uh, mechanic of catching Pokemon. That's essentially the same as Pokemon Go, which I do not agree with. Like, I hate the fact that that's a thing. Um, they're not... <laughs> the Pokemon Go is not Pokemon. It's not a Pokemon game. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu slash Let's Go Eevee is not going to get me back into playing Pokemon Go again. It, it's just simply not. Uh, I am pretty stubborn on these kind of things, where unless it has, like, a clear competitive advantage... Honestly, I have not heard a friend or another person saying that they're going to get Pokemon Let's Go Eevee or Pikachu at this point. And I'm not going to fall for the Mario Tennis Aces mistake again, where I'm going to buy a game, realize that the only person that's going to make it entertaining with me, and then realize that by myself that this game is not going to fully function the way I want it to without having to make some serious caveat decisions here. And that includes playing Pokemon Go again. Pokemon Go is a great game, and I support those that are still playing it, but after a while, I fall into the same rut to where it's like, oh, I got to do the same thing over and over again. What's the point of this? And my original point was to level up. And now that I'm like level 34, 35, it's like, this is going to take forever. I, I don't want to spend weeks upon weeks. And I'm, they're sure in hell not going to get more money out of me. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, and but, you can uh, argue that uh, like the core RPG games also, to some extent, or you do the same thing over and over again, and sure, but at least it's a lot more dynamic than Pokemon Go is. Like you actually have to be careful about what moves you use. You have to like plan your battles accordingly. Like there's a lot of strategy that goes into these games uh, uh, outside of like uh, as compared to Pokemon Go, where it's just like, all right, just keep tap 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 tap. Oh, special moves available. Tap that once or three times depending on the kind of move it is tap 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 swipe to try and dodge and that's like that's it that's, yeah, that's my, all pokemon go is my main motivation for playing pokemon go so much was the the special monthly events and all that stuff and you know the whole legendary raid situation uh with uh like particularly the uh the birds and uh i mean the main difference for me is uh, a good pokemon game that's you know i'm gonna play on the 3ds or whatnot is you know a game that i'll put 60 to 80 hours in Pokemon yep. Go is like a, you know it's like a three to four hundred hour kind of game that does not have enough content to keep up with itself. But we've known that since like three months. No, into we've the always game. known that. And it was always fun to a certain extent, certain aspects. But I just hate the fact that you have to like to get the full experience out of a Let's Go game. You have to like involve Buy Pokemon a Go game on Nintendo Switch and then try to force yourself to play pokemon go again that and they're announcing new things for pokemon go that should rightfully rightfully be announced next year and only be in next year's games that's uh, they don't realize that we are their audi uh, audience or maybe they realize and they don't care but What's... as long as you make a game that caters mostly to like us the people that grew up on pokemon they'll sell out so quick so what happens if Masuda is uh, trying to turn this into a test case so when the core game comes out for Pokemon next year or whenever, that they're going to develop their own phone app, not as uh, you know incredibly intact as Pokemon Go, but say a egg hatchery app or something like that, where you can hatch Pokemon while you're actually walking around or something like that. Is there anything like that? Like, this is pure speculation. I'm just pulling out of my ass. Like, what kind of app could Masuda do or make to make the next game just as exciting? I'm trying um, to sidestep away from the trash fire that is this talk right now. Sorry. Um, I mean, we've seen something similar to that anyways in the uh, Pokewalker, I think it was called. Yes. 
Right. So, I mean, something like that, I wouldn't mind as long as it kept the core gameplay intact. As long as I can go out, actually battle wild Pokemon to capture them and train my Pokemon, gain experience by battling wild Pokemon, not by Wait, spinning the phone? ball in circle. No, I'm not talking about my phone. I'm yeah, saying, on yeah. your Switch? I'm, I'm, yeah, like on the Switch, whatever device it comes out on. It can come out on a fucking microwave for all I care. Okay, I thought you were going to say can... a 3DS is like, you don't say those words. Oh, that no, I'm means... sorry. not No, no, no. I mean a PS Vita. <laughs> ah. You know, it, it stinks because, and I, I, I am very unhappy to admit this, the Vita is currently on the wall because I know I don't want to play another game on it ever again. But then I, I tell myself, it's like, Tyler, you should put 3DS on the wall. Much as I hate it, I can't put the sucker on the wall because I I, I can't take that risk. There's going to be a game where I'm going to want to play on the 3DS I again or there's going to be that one last game that comes out. Like, I've been thinking about Luigi's Mansion and that messes with me, but I've been staying strong. Yeah. Um. But, so, uh, but despite everything I've said, if anybody's actually excited for these games, uh, by all means, buy them, play them, have fun with them. I just, I'm just not happy with the way it appears that they're treating the the, the hardcore fans, the long term fans, because they haven't said anything about the core RPG games coming out next year, except for the fact that it's coming out next year. Um, and I'm not asking for leaks. I'm not asking for like new Pokemon to be confirmed. I would just like to know what's happening with the development process. Um, because it has been quite a while. I mean, when uh, it comes to the uh, you know a single brand in this case, Pokemon, it's I'm sorry to say this, it's a smart move to not try to detract any attention away from the game that's coming out and you know within the, a month versus the game that's going to be coming out in about six months or whenever it's going to come out. So you, you're telling me you're trying to get true. build hype for over a game that needs to come out and get the sales revenue first. I mean that that's splitting attention between the same property. That's they true. can't. They can't do that. Uh, uh, I would love it, but it's. I, it, is, I can't, it, is, it is a business thing as well, so I can see that. I, I'm trying to think of like any various examples, and if anybody wants to give me an example, uh, you know, a game where they're developing two products of the same, you know, title, but they, you know, one's further along. I mean, oof. I can tell you. I can't tell you about a company doing two products. I can tell you about how Titanfall Two was given a release date and then EA decided to release a game really close and this is all speculation mind you I'm not saying they did oh it on purpose. Oh boy the cam collects theory great. But, but EA put out Battlefield 1 I believe it was as really close to Titanfall 2's release date to tank the stock price of Titan uh, Respawn Entertainment so that they could buy them out and then stop them from making good games because that's what EA does. That that would tell be me a... that. Tell me that seems impossible. Tell me it's impossible. I could tell you that, but then I would have to get back into my uh, lying Dracula voice again. EA would never right. do something like that. <laughs> um. Oh, so that's 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 our Pokemon talk for that 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 part of the episode. It's it's not something I'm particularly happy about, but it is um, an opinion regardless. Um, this next topic I'm a little excited for. Are because you? I'm I, I really am because this is essentially the evolving landscape of video games right now. Um, Tyler, how familiar are you with uh, esport organizations? Uh, Just in general, I do recognize a lot of names, especially one that's in this title in regards to uh, when I watched my League of Legends tournaments. So, right. you know, when I think of Evil Geniuses or Team Solumit or whatnot, I realize that it's not just one game that they focus on; it's a group of people that focus on multiple games and their video game organizations, frat houses, right. whatever yeah. the hell you want to talk. Uh, which one are you thinking about specifically, though? 
Um, the uh, so I'm going to get to that in a bit, but eSport organizations is something I'd always been out of the loop for, except for the last year and a half or so, when I started learning more about, um, you know, one of my favorite streamers became a part of uh, the TSM stream team earlier this year. Um, and then I'm like, oh, these guys are a team. I didn't know about it. And then I learned that they were a long team, like a long running, like they've been around for a while. Oh, then yeah, I started learning big. about, uh, you know, uh, Liquid, Luminosity, C9, and a lot of the Samsung teams and, uh, you know, out of South Korea for uh, League of Legends and Dota, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the Samsung Galaxy 18. They, yeah. they, they were out for a couple months and all of a sudden they just started blowing up. It was great. Yeah, and it's, then it's, I sorry, got... that's a bad phone joke about their <laughs> brain. Anyways, and then I, I got a little bit more involved because of Overwatch League, and they're not exactly teams per se, not esports organizations, but you know, then it sort of just helped like um, solidify. I'm not saying solidify the idea of these kinds of teams existing because I am a sports person to some extent, so I know what it can be like. You know but a it's just type. No, not to play, to watch. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. I was gonna say I used like... to play rugby though mind you really no yeah, wonder why weird. you're such an aggressive player i like you <laughs> funking your step as you nut shut somebody with that pole thing so um here uh this whole topic right revolves around balls. this whole topic revolves around 100 thieves bringing on drake and scott brown i think his name was as uh key investors and strategic advisors scooter braun scooter braun i apologize mr braun no, um, you're gonna say I, uh, Scott Brown. I'm, close, like, close enough. I, I would argue that was close enough. Um, and so this this is uh, this is an interesting thing. It's a very important step for the world of gaming. Um, so very much like the Ninja and Drake uh, stream that happened earlier this year. Um, yes, I Tyler. do uh, want to point out that uh, you know what? It would be great if Scott Brown was actually a uh, participant in the, this uh, idea. Scott Brown uh, is currently uh, the <laughs> the United States ambassador to New Zealand. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Scott Philip Brown, he, he was a great, uh, or he still is a great American uh, attorney, diplomat, and a Republican politician. See, I'm getting the politics back in, whether or not. You, this is your own doing, okay? You this is Scott, true. This, this is my uh, this is my fault here. You leave Scott Brown alone. He he, he does not go. Actually, he does go international if he's an ambassador. <laughs> so, yes, very much like the Ninja Drake Twitch stream that happened earlier this year that broke uh, you know six hundred thousand concurrent viewers on a Thursday night at um, eleven p.m. Pacific, like twelve p.m. 12 a.m. Pacific. So that was a Friday early morning. Um, it's 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 introducing uh, it's introducing the world of gaming to a whole new uh, uh, like our niche community to a larger audience because there's still a lot of people that don't know that Twitch exists. I run into quite a few people, not regularly, but every now and then when I'm like, oh, have you heard of Twitch? They're like, no, I haven't. Um, but this is me rambling on a little bit. Tyler, what do you what do you think of all of this? So I am not, and this is a secret in the basement of my grandmother nerd me talking. I'm not a big fan of the idea that it takes a large uh, multimedia giant to uh, bring attention to video games because honestly, I feel like uh, doing that is good technically uh, for the video game companies because that means more widespread attention means the possibility of being able to sell more consoles and all that. Like overall, it 
gets bigger and bigger in the end, you know, for somebody. I don't know who. Uh, it might just be strictly PC or uh, NVIDIA, you know, selling their video cards and whatnot and say, hey, Drake supports the team that we uh, sponsor or something like that. Uh, but it is a step forward. There are people... It just feels like uh, such a small thing that a single person has to do is, you know, show up at an organization and say, hey, I want to support you just to write talk. And it's kind of dumbfounding that it hasn't really gotten like this before, because I feel like uh, any celebrity with any kind of notoriety uh, internationally could just pick one thing about video games that would just blow it up. And it's interesting that Drake specifically is the person that's going to make that giant step. And I'm sure there's been other historical moments like, for me, uh, the biggest one that made that big jump for me would be Robin Williams. Robin right. Williams was a notorious Zelda fan, and so much that he named his daughter after Zelda. Right, right. And, you know, I was like, oh, you know, Robin Williams is making that big step. But whether or not I want to admit this or not, Drake may or may not be a more well-known figure than Robin Williams in the entire world. And, uh... At least yeah. for this current generation, um, I think I think the issue there is I understand what you're saying, but I mean if you think about a bunch of things, and the only examples that I can come up with are bands. So if you have a band that you know and love, and they're fantastic, but nobody really knows about them until they get picked up to open up for like you know Metallica, right, or uh, Queen right while they were still touring and now all of a sudden you know about this band and you have to tell everybody and they gain all this newfound popularity uh because they happen to have somebody else uh quote-unquote bigger than them sort of like shine light on their corner of you know their world and uh so it's not uh i understand uh, uh you, you raise that point mainly because uh we'd like to see gaming sort of stand out in its own and not necessarily need somebody else to sort of boost us up into the limelight but i think it's been happening more over the year past year and a half with the popularity of fortnite that now people are taking gaming as a career seriously it's just weird because uh tyler aka ninja specifically you know he was a strong pioneer of bringing the attention of a game like fortnite into you know people that wouldn't see it as eyes like he was in fucking gas station tvs for god's right, sake right. and but the problem with that and that this is what bugs me is who pushed Tyler to get such notoriety? Somebody that wasn't directly associated or got his fame through video game business, aka Drake. Once again, it's like disagree. Drake. Actually, I will disagree with you there. Go ahead, that challenge. Just, me. That that just happened to boost his popularity even further. But before Drake, he was already hitting 70,000 people. He just okay. happened to be at the right place at the right time, and the collaboration with Drake um, opened Twitch up, opened the Twitch as a platform to a few more. Uh, to like a, a new market but here uh we have 100 thieves as short sure, gaming organization but they're also a lifestyle like brand and you have all these different people that have signed on to them people who are part of their competitive uh, team but also their streaming team that's now being where the 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 or the world of esports is being sh uh, like more lights being shone on it because of this one deal i mean what the hell is next then cloud nine gets lady gaga like uh, uh, <laughs> does Sai from uh you know <laughs> from Gangnam Style and says whoop 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 sang some Galaxy Team or something like that. It's like how far does this rabbit hole goes? Like who when uh the biggest team? I don't know what the biggest team is. It might help. It might be Hundred Thieves. I think it might be Team Solo Mid personally. But what do I know? 
like what is the biggest poll that they could get that could get the biggest amount of attention do you think who is the biggest worldwide celebrity um currently i would um, say freaking vladimir putin at this point you know since Elon he's musk oh, 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 oh boy uh, space travel marijuana and team solo mid <laughs> oh man he I feel like uh, he doesn't have to join the the team or you know do any like, just he just has to like tweet. endure like one tweet that sort of like hey I like these guys man these greed buds are busting by the way check out Team Solomid boom just follow he he be like follow the money follow the rabbit hole people start clicking on Team Solomid like crazy Team Solomid like start leading to esports and all of a sudden like flooding would just come crazy and like they'd be messaging freaking hundred thieves saying. Where's my, you know, interstellar space travel program? Like, we're actually an esports team. Um, uh, talking about all of this, though, I, uh, I do feel like it's only appropriate to give credit to the founder of uh, 100 Thieves. Uh, oh, he goes by, he goes by Hog? Hog, I guess. He goes by Nadeshot online. Uh, and I'll just stick with that because I'm a little bit more comfortable pronouncing that. Uh, That's okay. He, he started an organization essentially from nothing. And to get to this point where he's able to bring forward, you know, the worlds of e- the world of esports with the world of entertainment, uh, and hopefully with with this newfound um, uh, platform that esports is entering into, we're able to do show that gaming can do good, you know, uh, much like uh, as I was tooting my own horn early in the first. 15 episodes of of this show but like guardian con is trying to do that gamers when done like with anything else any other profession in this world as long as you are working towards the right thing you can do so much good in the world and so i'm, I'm just hopeful that that's what it means that that gaming becomes a viable thing and no longer this vile horrific thing that beard uh, like neck beards do in their mom's basement you know uh, talking about me, huh? Uh, <laughs> specifically, and I want to give Mr. Nate Shot his uh, most direct uh, report about this. And thank you, Esports Insider, for this article. Uh, he says very specifically here, uh, it's been exciting to watch esports because of a cultural phenomenon in 2008. I spent my 10-year career in esports growing the ecosystem, and I'm proud to have Drake and Scooter join as my partners. Not sponsors, partners. To help take 100 Thieves to new heights. Our top priority is to win world championships, but our ambitions go far beyond competitive gaming. And uh, he continues, uh, with Drake and Scooter's support, we're going to build a lasting brand on the back of the content and apparel that our fans have come to love, aggressively expand it to more games, scale our apparel business, aka $100 t-shirts, and build a world-class management team. And uh, that is interesting. Uh, Scooter Braun also comments and says, with Matt's experience, uh, talent, and vision as a professional gamer, he and his team has built one of the most authentic brands in the ever-evolving gaming space. We are honored to join the 100 Thieves family. (laughs) Family, oh boy. Not big dick, big (laughs) family. During this exciting phase of their professional journey, I personally could not have been more thrilled for 100 Thieves. This is just the beginning. That is uh, what the the you know the the top dog of hundred uh, thieves as well as uh, the one you know now partners one of the partners yes it's weird I actually don't see any comments directly from Drake but I guess Drake is uh, going to be better than that uh, yeah it well says, it says that you're brought on as strategic advisors and Scooter uh, uh, Brown is actually going to join the board so 
the board of directors i want to understand what like the ceo conference room is is that like a very large folding chair or a folding table with a bunch of gaming chairs from different sponsors <laughs> and like, like a card like a Yu-Gi-Oh card mat <laughs> oh boy <laughs> I'm sure that's how it started. We're done, by the way. They're going to hear this, and they're going to be like, all right, you guys, we're going to shut you down. Shut us down. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, like, uh, again, long term, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see the kind of exposure this gets. Because when, when you have people like Ninja who talk about where they started and what they're, like, how they became successful, and, but despite saying all of that, that you, can have, that you can have streaming as a career, their message is still, if you want to stream don't drop out of school don't quit your job work at it first grind it out a little bit and then if it becomes viable go forward with it when they're when they're telling kids that you can make you can do what you want in your life but be smart about it that's what i think is 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 important because you don't see a lot of people do that on most like you don't see a lot of public figures do that even and i should give uh, drake more credit than i have been giving him specifically he is good at what he does like him and the people that he works in have connections with he obviously is god awful famous for you know his abilities and uh it was good on 100 thieves to be able to secure something like that that kind of uh relationship because honestly personally if i were to do you know try to get my own sponsors i'd have like freaking grant kirkhope and jim cummings uh for those who don't know grant kirkhope is a british video game uh, music composer for games like banjo kazooie and ukulele and then uh, Jim Cummings is the voice of uh, Pete from uh, <laughs> Goof Troop and whatnot, or uh, Taker from Winnie the Pooh. Like, that would be my sponsorship team, and then <laughs> things would just burn down to the ground. I would have some great theme song music and a hell of a good voice, down to the ground. but it would burn down to the ground. No uh, bad credit going to Grant Kirkhope or Jim Cummings because no, you guys no. are the favorite and you're very famous, and please at me. Uh <laughs> Beyond that, though, uh, no, I think that's all I got to uh, think about the say on the subject. Yeah, well, um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, that part. Uh, that part this week, I thought it was important to include some more, um, like industry altering information every now and then. Jim uh, Cummings should have had about... his hand in the Winnie Pooh honey pot, but looks like it's gonna be Drake <laughs> this. We we don't we talked about this a few episodes ago uh, during our interim uh, in in between seasons we don't necessarily like talking about video game news but this is too big to ignore uh, so moving on well, we're gonna move on to the game releases we've got a few it's it's a quiet week coming up uh, we've got oh, Call quiet of... week I see what you did there <laughs> I didn't even realize I did that we've got Call of Cthulhu coming up no, um, wait what Cthulhu I'm just that's I don't know if that's how you pronounce it I'm just gonna go with it uh, C T I'm sorry I shouldn't laugh at you but. I'm going to bore you with this with my nerdy D&D speak. It's called oh, no. Cthulhu. Cthulhu? Yes. Okay, thank you. No, I, I'm sorry for laughing because no, uh, no, that's I, fine. I'm used to hanging out with my, my nerdy friends in the corner would be like sneaking like, <laughs> he said Cthulhu. So Cthulhu? Cthulhu. Cthulhu, okay. You can just say Thulu, but then you got a cough at the beginning. Cthulhu. Oh. Okay, Cthulhu. Uh, coming out October 30th on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And then we've got The Quiet Man. Ooh, wow. Coming out that is on November a quiet 1st, week then. PS4 and PC. Um, we have not, as far as I know, we have not seen anything about The Quiet Man except for what we saw at E3. People are getting, I, I've listened to other video game podcasts talking about this where uh, people had very strong mixed feelings about it when they first saw it at E3. 
but still nonetheless have been getting heavily hyped over it. So I don't know what to think about that. I, I especially don't know what to think about it because there's really not much information about it. Like right. we don't really know what's coming out, um, which is refreshing, if I'm being honest, because so nowadays you that- have- wants to claw at Masuda's throat for Pokemon details, but it's like all, quite I don't man, need, all I want is just like confirmation that they're actively working on it. Like I just want some like dev uh, like dev like, hey guys, by the way, we didn't forget about this game that we said we would release next oh, year. Man. You're gonna yeah. get like on the blacklist for the Nintendo America headquarters <laughs> like Nicholas uh he's with a hundred miles, so we got a lockdown. He wants to know more information about Pokemon. Um yeah, so it's it's refreshing though. On the other hand, because yeah, like with movies and with video games, trailers come out before the you know before the the games or movies are out, and you just know pretty much everything. And so not knowing something about a video game is nice, but it's also scary because it's so it's it, we don't we don't know anything. Uh, we do know it's like a CGI live action, um, you know, animated fighting game. It is um, weird that it's coming out on a Thursday. Do you think for a game that's been as heavily speculated or talked about as this would be either a Tuesday or since it's more America focused, a Friday release, but it's not, it's coming out no. on a Thursday, which is I do find strange for a video game. Um, Maybe they're trying to watch out for the big two titles that is coming out the next day on Friday. So on Friday, so November 2nd, we've got Diablo three, the eternal collection coming out on the switch um, yes. announced a little while ago. Um, I've never played a Diablo game. I don't think I will be, playing this well I, if i had to spend money to buy a switch game i'd probably be putting it towards octopath or buying my own copy of breath of the wild that's totally um, respectable uh, i mean diablo 3 to me has, was my personal uh first experience of a heavy loot simulator right. in world of warcraft i mean if uh you took away a guardian's gun and just gave him nothing but strictly swords or other melee weapons gave him a top down four six uh perspective that would be destiny forced into you know, Diablo three at that point. Right, right. It, it's it's. I've heard I've, I've heard horror stories about not uh, quote unquote horror stories about how much time people have spent in uh, in this game. Oh yes. Um, then moving on, this is a game that I've always been. This this is a series I've always been wanting to try, but never actually got around to it. And I'm sorry for um, North American uh, listeners. Football Manager 2019. Now hold on, calm down. By football, they're talking about <laughs> soccer. They mean soccer, but oh, in, okay. It's but in Europe, it's 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 known as football. Like the rest, sorry, like the rest of the world, it's known as football. Rugby. But for you North American uh, listeners, it's so- uh, soccer. So Soccer Manager 2019 comes out November 2nd as well on the PC. You know, uh, in heaven, not to bring religion into this, <laughs> uh, soccer up there is actually called spirit ball. <laughs> I'm keeping that joke. It's not even a running joke. It's like a running joke, except uh, it's not joke, funny. It doesn't have legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is a segment that uh, it's Tyler, too funny. Tyler wanted to do um, at the start of the season. I've really enjoyed it so far. So this day in gaming and the, the, the date is I will tell you exactly the date. It is the 29th. Yep, 29th of October. We've got a few games. Um, we've got Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag that came out 2013. That's on a big 360, one. PS3, PS Vita, and the Wii U. So five um, years ago, this actually... Well, actually, people, I was going to say uh, a lot of people talked bad about the third one. But uh, Black Flag actually was a more uh, well-received one. 
five yes. years ago it came yeah. out. Yeah, so today. the third one was um, it was just boring. Like it was, um, mind you, after the first one, every Assassin's Creed game felt pretty much repetitive. But Assassin, like Black Flag, added naval combat and naval exploration, and that was fun. Uh, that was the last Assassin's Creed game that I played and had fun with. Um, and yeah, it was just a good time. I got it in my 360. Um, I enjoy like driving a ship around, shooting it, and I'm pretty sure that Skull and Bones gameplay is based off black flag gameplay from everything we've seen it looks essentially the same and sea of thieves but yeah. not not as much but well no not as much because with sea of thieves it's uh it's it's you've got four up to four people controlling one ship whereas in skull and bones and black flag you control the whole ship yourself that is true yes right. which is probably for the better i'm, I'm not gonna having four <laughs> people independent like uh if i was like a true blue sailor with uh three other true blue sailors uh it would be a better experience but it's like having one person pull up the anchor, three people pulling up the sail. It's like, wait, who has the the steer? And just ram right into a rock. It's like, who was actually steering? When, especially when you get alcohol involved, see if these gets fun. Oh yeah, it's actually yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, uh, next man, game, October 29th. That's that is this is a date to have these three big titles. You got Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag. Yes, and then. We've got a game that some people would 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 understand the significance of for me. Uh, Bayonetta came out, and this is actually the Japanese release too. So this is the true release. Ooh. So this day, 29th of October in 2009, on the 360 and the PS3, Bayonetta, the first Bayonetta, came out. A um, couple of months ago, maybe two months ago now, a month yes. and a half. I don't know. Two months ago, I did my first playthrough of Bayonetta, and I had fun with it, but I would never play it again because the end was. It wasn't awful, but it was God. It was it was long. It was the longest end to a game I've ever played because it doesn't end when you. It doesn't end when it ends. It ends when the game tells you it's gonna end. That is also very true, and I totally respect that. Also, I didn't know it came out for the Xbox 360 back in the day. I thought it was PS3 only, and then it you know came over. Uh, the second one came out for the Wii U. So that is actually a surprise for me. That it came out for the 360. Mind you, this is a. Ja- so I don't know whether there was an issue releasing it in uh, the rest of the world on the 360. Are you trying to suggest that in your hypothetical sense here that the English version could not get over to Microsoft? I don't know. Oh, oh, is this Nick that's befuddled and anxious because he doesn't know the uh, certainty of this? No, no I'm, I'm pretty sure it came out to the 360. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, uh, 14 years ago. 14 years ago, the, this is a game that I actually have not played. Uh, but it is it is significant uh, to me. Uh, so October 29, 2014, uh, 2004, my bad. GTA San Andreas came out on the play, uh, PlayStation 2. Now, we've already touched on Grand Theft Auto on your side. <laughs> yeah, how much I, I love these uh, game series. Uh, you know, San Andreas, PS2. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's not that I haven't seen it because I've seen plenty of play of it. I just... Not, not not my thing, but it was a big game at the time. Ooh, it was nice. a massive game at the time. So uh, growing up in the Middle East, uh, fairly uh, to, to a large extent compared to other parts of the Middle East, fairly uh, liberal. Um, th- this is when they, they started realizing that video games can contain, uh, you know, uh, sexual references, nudity, drugs, alcohol. There were plenty of video, video games uh, uh, in that time that did Essentially, like worked around the same themes. Yeah, but, but not, not concentrated as, in one cesspool of not concentrated in one cesspool and not as popular. 
Yeah, right? that's, true. that's um, true. And so the game was actually banned from the country for lar- for a large period of time. And whenever we'd ask, uh, you know, because my friends were getting it and I wanted it because I'd never played a GTA game before, we'd go into a store, we'd ask them, all right, do you have this game? They'd be like, shh, we can't talk about it. It's kind of, you know, it's been banned. This game's not allowed in the country. I just and- remembered uh, it was with this game that there was a huge controversy called the Hot Coffee Mod. Uh, hot have, Coffee Mod. Have you heard uh, of that? No, may, I'm, maybe not by name, but I might know. It was taken out by the game later in developers, or rather making it inaccessible, but people were able to get into it with a mod. Uh, they call it the Hot Coffee Mod. It was a huge scandal afterwards because uh, in order to keep the uh, the maturity rating instead of the old adult 18 plus rating, right. they had to take out the side mission where you get hot coffee with somebody and you proceed to have a mini game having sex and uh as you can guess uh they didn't want to have that uh the get bumped to 18 plus so they cut that cord but they left the entire whole damn thing in the game it was just wasn't connected so people were able to glitch their way into it so this, yeah just all it took was one game shark code to clip through a wall to trigger the cutscene, and all of a sudden bam you're you're banging some woman with uh pyramid boobies <laughs> and esrb just like flipped their lid right right like this was probably the biggest thing in the that decade in terms of uh perversion like that right uh right. maybe i don't remember when uh the ellen page incident with uh the shower scene happened but uh i feel like that was a little bit in uh this decade but 2000 2010 probably one of the the biggest uh deals back then right right so, yeah, because we couldn't get the game, um, I couldn't get the game particularly. I was, even at that age, 2004, I would have been, what are we, nine? Uh, even then, I was not vehemently, but strongly against buying pirated games for my PS2. So I never did the whole shebang where I'm like, oh, yes, you get you're a strong the, uh, heart. <laughs> you, you get the different optical reader and you can just buy cheap video games. And so that's how my friends played it. I refused to do that. So I never played it. And that's when my interest for uh, GTA games just died. And so I've never actually played a GTA game. Um, but yeah, no, that's it. That's it for this day in gaming. Uh, hey, I mean, those are three big titles right there, though. Assassin's Creed 4, Bayonetta, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Like I said, the 29th of October. I don't know why. It felt like uh, there should be more, but I guess uh, the more bigger notable titles are going to be next month. That That is like... Because uh, the coming same. up with the holiday season. Is, is that what? Yeah. So probably... Oh, so we're going to... I'm excited like, then for this day in gaming. Uh, come, like We're going to see quite a few... We should be seeing quite a few titles over the next few weeks. Let's see. I'm wondering if there's a way that I can uh, look up at uh, November. November, uh, the dates that we'll get the pick is the 5th, 12th, 19th, and 26th. The 19th and 26th, I haven't checked yet. Uh, But obviously, it's going to be a little bit different because, you know, it's not always that Monday, that date and Monday for, uh, you know, each year. Like uh, between the 18th and the 30th, big names are going to pop up. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we'll get lucky and we'll strike gold and being at the right day at the right time. So we'll see. Right. Um. So that was that was it for this week. Yes. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you? So my stream schedule is still on hiatus, but uh, eventually I'll start trying to uh, push myself into it again. Uh, unfortunately uh basically i was supposed to do seven weeks of training but uh right now i'm doing the third week straight covering somebody's shift because they're covering somebody else's shift i haven't been trained for yet and so until that gets resolved i cannot really stream with any kind of a sanity and uh however you can check me on twitch.tv slash two times tyler all one word all letters 
And more importantly, if you want to check out the things in bullcrap I say, and if you want to keep updated with my forbidden gym on Pixelmon, which is technically a Pixel Spark generation server <laughs> that you can find that Technic launcher if you ever want to make the jump. You can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. What about you though, Nick? Where can we find you? You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash LRWarrior11, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LRWarrior11. Uh, Stream-wise, I've been doing, I've uh, been trying to do at least two streams a week, um, down from four to two, because school's been getting rough, and like with playing video games leisurely, um, stream will have to suffer because school is the priority. Um, but... Yeah, no, I mean, uh, uh, Instagram, I post once every two weeks because I completely forget about Instagram for the most part. Uh, and it's getting to the point, it's getting to the point where I can't, I'm following a lot of cosplayers. And so I can't really open my Instagram in public lest I get uh, judgmentally, uh, judgmental normie eyes for, for my, for my weeb, weeb preferences. Oh no, uh, those <laughs> other people in the corner of the geeks that left you for Cthulhu, they, they hush you for all those things too. Oh no. Um, you can find uh, news and and random and and general engagement tweets through the casual mas- uh, casual master quest Twitter at master quest pod. You can also email us with any questions, with any suggestions, with just say hi because we like that. We're people too. At uh, our emails at. Our email is casualmasterquest at gmail.com. Let's say, don't keep us in suspense. Don't cuck us. Jeez. <laughs> also, I want to point out, uh, Master Quest Pod has actually been getting more people than uh, I'd like because I, I want those people to go to me specifically, but I guess the podcast is more important. But it's like, wow, people are actually starting to like this page live. Man, what's going on here? <laughs> Which uh, I shouldn't complain. I really do appreciate that. So the people that are listening to the show, uh, especially our OG fans, I want to give out shout you know shout out to our OGs. Show you some love, Calo Los Papos. Or sorry, not Los Papos, Papa Los. Yeah, I mean <laughs> be Los Papos, whatever you want at this point. And of course, you know many many more. Go ahead and give us a shout out. The moment you do at Master Quest Pod, yes, uh, that uh, you do that. And you type something. Uh, Nick gets all giddy, and I twirl in my seat, even though my seat's fixed in place. Like I got. I got wooden legs for this chair. I will still twirl in my seat. <laughs> like there's a giant like circle in the carpeting of faded carpentry because, uh, you know, whenever somebody uh, tweets us or at us, yeah. Yeah. it's very exciting. Yeah, because we do this. We do this because we enjoy it. But also having people engage with us and enjoy the content we put out keeps us keeps us going, keeps us happy. So thank there, you. There are two people in this world that I do this for uh, three because uh, I want to cut myself. <laughs> First one is is because I get to talk with Nick here and it's a real fucking blast. Uh, secondly, is the that one and there's more than one. There's there's a whole lot more than one, but there's you know the one proverbial listener that I wanted to talk to. You know, have them listen to us specifically. It's like this one's for you, buddy. Like I'll drink one for you, and I want to tailor it to every single person. And I really hope that you know by listening to us, they get a kick out of it, and we really do appreciate you. Uh, if you do want to show some support for us and you, you can't think about how, uh, the easiest way is always, you know, a simple tweet on Twitter and saying, hey, you should listen to these guys. They talk about this. They're a bunch of idiots. For some reason, they got a lying Count Dracula is talking about how great EA is. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all you got to do is just hit that like and retweet. Yep. Simple enough, right? So um, uh, that's it, I think. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that's Tyler. That's I'm me. Nick. That's me. 
Uh, thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. And don't forget to never stop the grind. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Find more of our work by searching for Casual Master Quest on iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast players. Check out what we'll be doing next week on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. That uh, that cannonball and before we record. Yeah, no, 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 that's good. It's good that you didn't catch that. Um, so how are you feeling? I'm doing okay. Uh, Remember, we're live, so don't admit any crimes in the past seven years. I mean, the only crime I'm guilty of is getting pulled over in my car towed and then contesting the ticket and the cop didn't show up, so I didn't have to pay anything. Nice. Yeah. I actually got really nervous because a, a cop... <laughs> basically, what happened was uh, there's a cop parked right next to one of my stores, and it's like 3.30 in the morning at this point. He's trying to catch drunk drivers, and... I, I'm doing everything legal. I, I do my turn signal. I pull in, but I have to pop a UE through the front parking lot. Right. Uh, pull out through the driveway next to the building, pull out into the street, and then back down that driveway behind the building. And uh, the one thing that I know the cops in that area like to get you for is uh, if you don't stop before you go back into the street, regardless of if there's a stop sign, it's still considered illegal. Right. So... What he ended up seeing me do is, you know, I stopped, had my four ways on, and then I pulled out into the street just wildly. And I think he shot out to pull me over because he thought I was a drunk driver trying to pop a Yui or something like that. Right. And then he got behind me and I made him back up because I, I had the curve back into the, the the store. Right. And he realized what I was doing. And then uh, <laughs> he was just working. Yeah. He, he was like, <laughs> move along. He's gone. <laughs> So uh, I called it this uh, this YouTube video, uh, Casual Master Quest Jeff Gordon. Please understand. Uh, do you understand the reference or am I in the dark here? Uh, you're in the dark. Okay. Or rightfully so, I'm in the dark. You're the one making. So I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always in the dark because of. You're metaphorically just, in the dark, Nick. No, I, I was always born in it, raised by it. No, you'd still stick out. Like, all I got to do is just take off my clothes and I can make a break for it at any time of the day. Well, in the night, in any part I'm of the I'm going to say anytime after 7 p.m. on a December <laughs> afternoon. Uh, yeah, me though. <laughs> I feel like the, the, like I'd have to be on. It's not Mercury racist because I said it. Uh, have you heard of NASCAR? I know it's a American yeah. sport. Yeah. Uh, NAS, uh, one of the most famous drivers. There's, I mean, to me, the two biggest drivers in the heyday of uh, NASCAR. And of course, you know, the rednecks say NASCAR will rise again. It's still alive. And it's like, okay, whatever. Enjoy your Budweiser commercials. Uh, <laughs> the two biggest drivers was uh, Dale Earnhardt, number three, mm -hmm. and Jeff Gordon, number 24. So when I call this the Jeff Gordon episodes, because it's episode 24. Ah, right, right, right. I don't know a Jeff Gordon, but I do know a Jim Gordon. Oh, I don't know a Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon, he's um, he's commonly known as, uh, you know, an associate of uh, Bat Furry. Um, a Bat likes, Furry? Yeah, he likes to like... I'm interested. Around. I'm not against this idea. Yeah, he's, he's, in, he's in cahoots with a Bat Furry who walks around at night and beats up people for no reason. Oh. Um, tends to avoid killing. Yes, I'm talking about Batman. Fuck's sake. Oh, I, I thought you were saying if I could have the dream of being able to fly and yiff, what's wrong with that? You're Who says Batman doesn't do that? <laughs>
the dude's a bat for fuck's sake. Okay, fair enough. Uh, huh. huh. This uh, gives me a more expanded universe into the DC comics more than I ever considered it. I'm bat furry. Fuck, I mean Batman. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it, he has to say it three times before people stop, you know, thinking he's joking and like oh you're 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 into this <laughs> okay you don't see it because the cape hides it but he has a pot uh, patch of uh like fuzz on the back of his armor to like simulate like an actual bat oh but... i thought you're gonna say like when he captures uh the right kind of crooks that give him the right attitude he pulls out the fuzzy handcuffs <laughs> i mean you never know there's a lot in that utility belt of his I mean, we with all that wire, you got to know he's into bondage. Like, we got to work something here. <laughs> Batman's one kinky motherfucker. <laughs> Ten things you, uh, you never wished you knew about Batman. Gotham hates him. <laughs> Number four will bond you away. I mean, no, think about it. We've got Batman. We've got Robin. We've got Catwoman. You know... I- are, are you suggesting that there's a lot of furryism because there's animals no. association with the humans? Let me, let me be more specific. I think superheroes are furries in disguise. They just hide the fact that they're furries by fighting crime. Spider-Man, um, Beast you got Boy? Ant-Man. Beast Boy is a pretty... <laughs> he, he's in, I mean, he's pretty much the anything that has a DNA specimen to it. <laughs> if you, um, you want to fuck a fish, you'll tell you what size. We've got Black Panther. Are you going to bring race to the freedom? Okay. I'm allowed to because I'm not white. Man, that, that is a <laughs> hell of a card you got in your pocket. It, it's like getting a deck of cards and you just keep handing people free uh, poker cards. It's like, <laughs> I got this card. And it's like, it's it's a three of aces. It's uh, like getting out of deal I, cards will make it. sense. Black, cost thousands. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Just because I'm Captain Bleach over here, uh, apparently I'm not allowed to say <laughs> half the stuff you say. That's good. That's I'm my superhero as, name. As white as Wonder Bread. Oh, man, that's my cousin, actually. <laughs> you leave him out of this. <laughs> oh, man, actually, uh, I had an accident when I was a kid about, hey, I fell into a tub of bleach and I came out darker. I this is this is darker. <laughs> That's the joke. I was so white that I found the oh God. <laughs> Screw you. That was a good joke. That was a good joke. That was a good joke. I'll bite you. <laughs> now I'm gonna turn into Captain Sunburn because I'm gonna get all red. <coughs> Which is basically equivalent of me walking outside <laughs> for about two minutes. <laughs> oh man. Sometimes uh, when my wife doesn't want to go into the bathroom to uh, look at herself in the mirror, she just kind of looks into my back, just how shiny I am. <laughs> Oof. I figured that would have been your head when you were bald a few weeks ago. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I grew my hair back in because the cop pulled me over and told me I was being a distraction to other drivers, right? <laughs> oh, looking man. Like a, looking like a second-rate Mr. Clean. Like every time I passed by like a, a street light or something like that, people saw the red reflecting off my head and started pulling over. Oof. And they saw the green and they didn't even know what the hell to do. Yep. Man, I'm in a good comedian mood today. Whew. This is good. Check at two times Tyler, guys. I'll be here all minute. Which is which That's what, I'll, what not, I I'm tell not. my wife. <laughs> I was gonna go there, but then you went there, thank God. Oh yeah. Like when Amanda looks at me with those uh, bedroom eyes, she'll be like, hey, Tyler, we got 15 minutes. Like, ooh, you want a 12 minute shower? (laughs) (laughs) 
you laugh. <laughs> when I commit to the joke, apparently she doesn't find it funny. Uh, you know, sometimes we've got 15 minutes. Okay, so six times. What was that? Did you say six dollars? Six times? Is oh, that six, your, times. six rounds? Oof. I, I I don't know if you're like like Captain Stud meant for breeding or whatever over there, but I got like a refractory period of like two years. <laughs> Only three years older and physically, but spiritually, like, I think you're like a hundred. Like uh, the only way I think that could be shortened is if I like smell bacon or something it gets me kind of horny. <laughs> hey, there's some things like I got to cut out of the show. Jeez, this is for the uh, the 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 post show. Technically, thank God. Good thing okay. it's not live. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I put it unlisted. That'd be awkward. So yeah, I start I seeing. Okay, anything you want to talk about before we start this? No, I think we're okay. No, we're okay. Uh, do you want to be the narrator, or would you prefer me to? I would I'm prefer okay. you to. You're, you're a better narrator than I am. I really like the way you narrate. <sighs> it means I gotta breathe. Ugh. So I'm gonna choke myself with vaping. Oh no. My battery's dying. I can only do that, like, one more time. Fat. Rip. Raw. Oh, you mute yourself because you're cool as shit over here. <clears throat> no, I was clearing my throat, dude. I didn't want to. I was just, like yelling and screaming. So, oh. <laughs> when you vape, you just. <laughs> <laughs> make the, the noise I make uh, during the, the end of my two minute session. <laughs> oh. There's one time I actually got kicked off the bed because I tried screaming like an angry ninja. <laughs> I was like, okay. oh, 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 oh. she's like, get off me. I'm like, I'm I knew she was a pirate fan, fan but goddamn, it is for life, man. Okay. Ooh. Uh, we got to actually start the show, don't we? Yeah, at some point. All right. <laughs> uh, for those who listen to this, thank you. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>